Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com offer 23. They don't need to know the problem. They need to know the solution. And I think that, you know, that goes back to like why the win isn't as good as the yes. journey. It's because we don't need, we need to know the solution. We don't need to know everything, you, you know, behind them. Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest, I'm going to tell you right now, is a complete badass and on my speed dial whenever I get into freaking a speed bump, a road bump, a crisis, you name it. She is a mom who started TME, The Mom Empire, as a way to make marketing services accessible to women starting their business from home. She has watched it grow to be an industry competitor for creating impactful marketing strategies for female personal brands. Jennifer specializes in marketing strategy, Web 2, Web 3, and web design. In her spare time, she reads strategy books, definitely nerd alert, and kickboxes. (laughs) Told you she's a badass. So please help me by welcoming Jennifer Waldsmith. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome introduction. Absolutely. I wasn't lying, ladies. Like she is the complete guru, not only when it comes to branding, but like she is next level tech savvy. Like there's things that I'm like, 
Jennifer, I don't know what I did. I think I pushed a button or five buttons. Maybe it was 12. Please unscrew this. And she's like, girl, I got you. Okay, it's done. That was easy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was like struggling for about an hour. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to call Jennifer. <laughs> the Don't internet is broken. Somewhere yeah, in the cloud. Somewhere. Somewhere. I broke something. So Jennifer, how did you create the mom empire? Like, how did this come about? Yeah. So I was in marketing communications. And then when I got pregnant with my first child, I moved to I quit the nine to five job and moved to freelancing at home. And part of the people who kept coming to me were other women who were starting their businesses from home Mm -hmm. and had no marketing connections, definitely not a high budget marketing connections. So they needed someone who could both give them low budget strategy ideas as well as um, help with marketing. So that's how we got started is really connecting women who were kind of doing their business with other women who just wanted to make some extra income uh, helping them out. So posting for social media, helping with the strategy, doing the email marketing. And then since that time, we really have come to focus on helping female professionals Mm -hmm. focus on their personal brands. So executives and roles who are looking to make a career change, women who want a board role, a C-suite, and again, just business owners who want to take up more of a presence online so that they look better compared to their uh, competition because really the end result is people who are searching for businesses are searching for the people behind the businesses. And if you're looking crazy, you're losing business. (laughs) Absolutely. How did you know you wanted to become an entrepreneur? Like, how did you know? Like, was it, did you just all of a sudden, like it just fall on you and it was overnight or was it something more? Oh, I think my husband would say I'm the worst. Everything has a monetary value to it. To me, you know, he got into beekeeping. I'm like, let's sell it. Let's start a business. I'll call it the reluctant (laughs) farmer's wife. Like I have like, oh, that is catchy as shit. Yeah. It's so cute, right? I love Uh, it. I know. So anything, there's an idea. Um, I think it really catches wind with me when I hear passion behind the idea. Um, I think. You know, I get so many pitches for retail brands. I don't work with retail anymore just because I don't think there's passion behind any kind of kind of clothing design and things like that. They just want to sell things in order to make money. But when you hear a passion or a hobby and there is potential to make money, I, my brain goes wild. I can't help but think of all the implications, what we need to do, what are the next steps to reaching the people you want to reach. And yeah. honestly, I don't know how it fell on me. Uh, but you know, that's just how I was wired and with marketing and communications and strategy and websites, it just kind of built. It was my thing, my passion. Yeah, definitely. And you're so good at it. So take me to when you first started. So take me to when you first started the business. Obviously you are this high achiever. How did, where did you start I I just recorded an episode with um, another entrepreneur and I was telling her, I literally started by renting an office from one of my colleagues. Um, Mm -hmm. And then all of, you know, the building was being sold. She was moving to another state and she moved out all the furniture. So I was literally, you know, in the beginning of my practice with lawn chairs, 
you know, and I'm like, come into my office while I charge you $100 for this session, you know, and it's like lawn chair set up three of them, right? Because um, I had to make sure there was seats for everybody. But like, Can I offer think- you some water in the solo cup? <laughs> Girl, I didn't even have water. <laughs> so tell me, tell me where you first started. Sure. It started out slow. Again, it was like freelancing and then the clientele really built up. And I found myself in this position where I was being talked to in a hundred different ways. So I had this newborn at that point, I might've had my son as well. So I'm going through the, can I just like stop and say, I think women, when they give birth, they're already vulnerable. Let me say that word. Yeah, But women who are trying to run and open and operate a business, I think even more so, uh, they have these voices in their head telling them how they're you know, supposed to raise their kid. They're questioning yeah. themselves. They're yeah. losing pieces of themselves that were a reality before a kid and not so much. Nice. They're realizing that you know their husband has extra needs that they didn't think would, you mm-hmm. know, happen during the, the kids, their in-laws are crazy. I know. And on top of I that, know. being responsible for a team, if you stop moving with your business, it's dead in the water, just so much going on. So that's kind of the place that I found myself. It was this, okay, sink or swim yeah. kind of scenario. And yep. we have a mutual, a mutual friend, another business coach, Janessa Borges, that she, we were talking one day and she says, you need to hire someone. And I was like, I don't have the money to yeah. hire somebody. And she's like, you don't have the time to not hire somebody. Yeah. And so it was, I like, <laughs> I think entrepreneurs at their core are risk takers. So yeah. I think that like happened a lot with me. So one day on a whim, I closed my eyes and kind of posted this job landing page for people to apply to for this, yep. you know, uh, company that I had started and with no money in the bank to hire a person, Mm -hmm. hired somebody. And what happened in the first two weeks was that she took the clients um, that were on overload and, and she gave me the ability to onboard new clients and finish tasks and give her the things that uh, she could take care of and clear the plate. And really she's still on our team. One of um Melissa, she's amazing. She's still on our team, our uh, longest term employee, and she really cleared the way to make everything happen for the rest of us. It's now a five person team, and yeah. the same thing has happened. As soon as like the plate has gotten full, then we hired a new person and overran the hours. A lot of it was crossing fingers, but it was kind of like an hourglass scenario. You just kind of keep tipping, just keep going, just keep going, right? You had given me a scenario um, about a TikTok that you watched. Tell me about it. (laughs) So the TikTok, I'm going to describe this badly, but let me give it a try. (laughs) I had watched it this morning where it was describing that professionals, high achieving professionals, high achieving people in general have to have a certain level of childhood trauma that they're overcoming. Mm -hmm. It has to be less than less than something that pushes them over an edge into extreme substance abuse or other issues, but this certain level of childhood trauma that makes them into these high achievement people. And it was all based on that idea that they have something to prove. They have something to prove with their time, with their tasks, with their successes, something that pushes them 
that despite when all these things are happening, they're still saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to win because there's no other, there's no there's other choice. This, yeah. this is there's a, no this other is way. So when you shared that, I wanted to leave this for us recording. When you shared that, that story, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> like, right. Oh yeah, I could totally see that, you know, and I was sharing with you that almost all of my clients are high achievers. They're all entrepreneurs, right? And um, I'm thinking about it and it kind of brought me to, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm gonna share it anyway. Um, uh, Willie and I got in this big argument last night or uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday, which followed yesterday. And yesterday was where we had said, hey, you know what? We really need to talk about this. Um, And so- we were talking, we were opening up about like, just where we're at, you know, in our marriage, you know, things that we both want to, you know, change in our marriage, you know, where we're feeling maybe left out, unsupported. And it was, it was a really good argument, but I'm gonna tell you right now, two nights ago, I didn't think it was a great argument. Like I was like, all right, so how's this going to look? So I'm, I'm either going to shake the shit out of him or, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a figure some way out to pay him back. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, well, you know, shaking the shit would only work for a couple seconds. Like, let's make something a little bit more permanent, right? <laughs> Just to kind of give you an idea of how pissed I was. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but, and, and he was pissed too. But I decided to sleep it off. And I was like, I need to have a come to Jesus moment because if not, I'm about to catch a case. And so um, slept it off the next morning. You know, we had to run and the kids were, of course, late, like always. Um, No biggie. Um, And we had talked and we had both said, you know, we're going to have a conversation later on in the day. And, you know, I, I had called him and I was like, hey, you know, I can't concentrate. This is really bugging me. You know, I just wanted to tell you I love you. And my voice cracked and I started crying. And he's like, wait. And I was like, oh, shit, man. See, this is why I'm not vulnerable. This is why I don't want to be vulnerable. And he's like, wait. And even though I preach it all day, like not for me, for you guys, yes, it works, but not for me. And um, he's like, wait. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I just want to tell you, I love you so much. He's like, you mean the world to me. And I was like, oh, thank you. But I'm still pissed off at you. Thank you. And he's like, um, we do need to talk. We'll go ahead and talk about it um, later on today. So it was like, okay, cool. Um, And so we had this discussion and I'm getting to your TikTok video. We had this discussion and we're both like opening up and what we both wanted was more time with each other. You know, the way it looked, the way the argument looked, it looked like, well, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough, you know, whatever. But ultimately like the crux of it was we just want more time spent with one another. And, um, we literally practiced, we literally used a worksheet that I, I use with my clients. So if any of my clients are listening, hell yes, I use the Gottman Dreams Within Conflict um, scripts. We totally did that. We totally did that. But at the end, Willie asked me, he's like, babe, he goes, do you feel like you're enough? And I looked at him and I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> do you feel like you're enough? Right. And I, and I'm like, I said it, I answered so quickly. They didn't give myself to process it. And so right now, and, and I, I left that final answer, <laughs> right. It was one of those things, final answer. Yes. Um, but right now, as you bring it up and you bring up that TikTok, like, wait a minute, all of these things 
that, you know, we're, we're all doing, like, what is the real reason behind it? You know, is it because we feel like we're enough? But if we felt like we're, we were enough, then we would actually celebrate the accomplishments we've made, which I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know about for you, but I know for a lot of high achievers, we don't celebrate that shit. It's like, okay, right? You're shaking your head. No, right? We check the box. Okay, that was awesome. Next. We don't celebrate it. And then I just started thinking right now, like, well, why don't we celebrate it? Well, because it's not enough. It's not enough. It will be enough when, or, you know, it will, you know, we'll go ahead and accomplish one more task and then, then we'll feel enough or we'll accomplish one more goal and then we'll feel enough, but then the goalpost continues to move. So to your statement with regards to high achievers, having some, I'm not even going to cut healthy amount of trauma, but just the right amount of trauma. Just the right amount of time. The right, not not to get us to where we're you know cracked out, but like just the right to where we're we're using we're using the trauma for good use, right? Um, or for good reason or good purpose, whatever you want to fill in the blank. What would you say it was for you? So mine was probably the times that my mom told me our phones were tapped and my dad was a gang member and he was a heroin addict. Those were probably my times, and I could go on and on with that. Totally normal in every household. What would you say was yours? My childhood trauma. That well, maybe not. High- maybe not saying all of the trauma, childhood trauma, right? But what would you say was <laughs> like? Did I just pick one? Or <laughs> no? I mean, I would say. I, I mean, first of all, I had a you know I had a happy childhood. My parents were there. It it was good. But I will say that there was um, a lot of. Uh, not a lot of unconditional love giving, you know, you always had to uh, reach for it. Um, I was always competing with my sisters. I was, I'm a twin, but the middle child and a lot of affects. Uh, I didn't know you were a twin, Jennifer. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I've known you for a minute. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think, um, you know, you never could walk away from a conversation. You never, I never saw my parents resolve the conflict. I never, um, you know, all those classic kind of things. And I think that really made me not competitive as in I'd get out there and, you know, crush somebody in a sport, but, you know, competitive in my brain of like what I knew and what I could excel at. And I became really systematic and, you know, I'm, one of those people that has a thousand checklists that, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I have to check off before I can even sleep, you know, that day. And if it's a checklist that takes 48 hours, guess who's not sleeping? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, exactly. But I had um, to that point earlier too, that, I mean, I think the trauma can kind of come after that. So you had said that a lot of people don't celebrate their their achievements. And I've been thinking a lot about that. So recently with my company, we had our first branded photo shoot. And oh, sure. my business partner and I, we hustled and we flew in, you know, our teammate from Connecticut and Texas. And we got everybody together and invested in this whole thing. And it was amazing. And I kept thinking to myself, they're gonna some of these women are gonna meet you for the first time and be like, What is this person doing? leading the company or like, oh, you're you're odd. You're you're a you're a weird person. <laughs> like I kinda imagine somebody different. Oh you'd be taller. Um and I had a lot of I couldn't believe uh, my business partner Alyssa, she's amazing. 
I couldn't believe how she rounded everybody up. And I was like, they're coming for her. She has this energy. And I was like, I I cannot think of why somebody would rally to this little company that I built and like why they would like fly in. Like it's a trip, it's a family trip. And then after the shoot, I started, I pulled up this text while I was um, talking to you. This was from one of the women after the photo shoot. This group, these friendships and company is exactly what I needed in my life. Uh, As we all know how we can lose our our identity when becoming a mom, you have no idea how much this team, this company has helped give me my confidence and self-identity back. And it has given me something other than my little family that I can be proud of. I was like, what? Like my, my company, like I, I did that. Like you're proud of, proud of this. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it was a little me. Maybe it was, you know, my company. They're still talking to me. So I guess they liked me. Okay. So yeah. Celebrating wins. I got on a tangent. Well, no, I love that. I love that though. And I'm glad you shared that. Celebrating wins. Why is that hard? I don't think the win is the important to a lot of high achievers. I think it's the obstacle and the problem solving. So I can see, you know, what gaps are happening with my company and it um, bothers me. I I know what needs to resolve. I may not have the resources. So then I dwell on that and figure it out. It's always... um, a puzzle. I don't like doing puzzles, but it's always a puzzle. And that's the important part to resolve. The win itself is cool, but almost, you know, maybe anticlimactic. Maybe because there's not an audience. Maybe it's because you're doing it for yourself. I don't know. What, you tell me. What do you think? <laughs> hey there, high achieving moms and wives. Are you tired of feeling like something's missing in your marriage? Well, buckle up because I'm about to reveal the missing puzzle piece that will bring back the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been craving. I understand what you're going through. It's not just about the occasional date night or a box of chocolate. It's about creating a deep emotional connection, feeling truly understood, and being on the same page when it comes to parenting. You want more than just a teammate. You want a partner who supports you, lifts you up, and shares the responsibilities of life. But let's be real, finding that balance isn't easy. That's why my seven principles for making marriage work program is here to guide you every step of the way. In just 12 weeks, I will help you build the foundation of a rock solid relationship, one that's built on romance, intimacy, and equality. Imagine rekindling that spark, reigniting the passion, and discovering a whole new level of emotional security and communication with your partner. It's time to break free from the mundane and reignite the fire. But wait, you might be thinking, what have I tried already? Trust me, we've seen it all. Couples who've tried everything from fancy date nights to self-help books. And while those things have their place, they often miss the mark when it comes to true transformation. That's where my expertise comes in. As a licensed marriage and family therapist with a decade of experience, I've honed my skills in helping couples like you create lasting change. Together, we'll tackle the root issues and provide you with practical tools that actually work. So don't settle for an average marriage when extraordinary is within reach. Head over to veronicasisneros.org forward slash coaching right now to learn more about this program and apply. Remember, spots are limited, so don't wait. 
This is your chance to finally have the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been yearning for. It's time to reclaim your emotional connection, support each other, and become the unstoppable team you were meant to be. Let's rewrite the story of your marriage together. Visit veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and take the first step towards a love that exceeds your wildest dreams. The journey to a fulfilling marriage starts now. Don't miss out. So what are you waiting for? Go to veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and let's transform your relationship. Trying to flip it on me. I, I see you, <laughs> I see you, girl. Um, you know what? Um, I'm going to answer it. I think because of that, just enough trauma. I, I think it's because it wasn't enough when we were a kid. You know, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't enough for a kid. I remember, I remember there was a, a time, and I shared this with Willie during our our conversation um, yesterday. Um, our heart to heart. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the questions he asked me um, was, "Does this relate to your story or your upbringing?" Um, and yeah, a fucking thousand percent does. It, it does. You know, my argument with Willie yesterday was. I don't think you understand what being an entrepreneur really means. Like, I don't, I, you, you say you get it, but I don't think you understand it. Like I'm in charge of like a lot of my clinicians, they're the primary breadwinner. And I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. I never, I never mess with people's money. I never, ever, ever. I don't like messing with people's money, like period. A lot of them are the primary breadwinner and you know, I told, I shared with you right now, I don't have an assistant and I'm looking very vigorously for one, but guess who then takes on the role of the assistant? Me, right? Like who I'm nobody, I mean, don't get me wrong. My clinicians are a thousand percent helping out, you know, and they have clients to see, you know, and guess who's behind on, you know, assistant emails me. Right. And guess who can't just turn it off. Like they still have a business to run. And that was our argument yesterday. And, um, you know, for me, I, I have no, don't get me wrong. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail, but I have no problem with failing. I mean, how many launches you, you've been with me? How many launches have I like been like, well, shit, I didn't sell any courses or I didn't, you know, meet my goals or whatever it is. And it's, I haven't quit. I'm still going. I'm still going strong. <laughs> Am I at my number? No, you know, not even close, but it's, it's, it goes back to what you just said. I think there's so much, there's so much, what is the word? Um, there's so much of a high with trying to figure it out. Like, even though I hate it, there's times where I'm like, well, shit, I just wish this would be figured out for me, but there is a, but don't take it away. So I'll figure this shit out, but don't take it away. You know, there, there is this high of like, I just need to figure out the formula and I'm going to share something with you. And I wish I would have shared it with my client, but I mean, obviously it was her therapy session, not mine, but <laughs> I, you know, I was trying to, I was giving her an example and, um, it was, she was struggling with making a connection. And so, you know, she had an, she had a mother who was, um, an alcoholic and I'm trying to help her make the connection. She's like, I was like, well, how does this relate to your past? And she's like, well, I don't think it does. And I'm like, girl, all the signs are saying it does. Let me go ahead and help you. And so I usually will disclose during that time. 
And I share with her, you know, as I was little, I was like 10 years old. I remember like hosting fucking intervention meetings for my dad. So he would stop using drugs. And I remember like there were times where it was, he would say, you know what? You're right, Miha. You know, I'm not going to do it. And it's like, all right, cool. Everybody be on their best behavior. Dad's not going to do drugs. So awesome. Mom, cue, be good to him, you know, and don't, don't give him any shit. Like he already said, he's not going to do it. Like, just let it, just let it slide. Whatever he gets mad at you or whatever arguments or whatever vendetta you have against him, let this shit slide. Give it a week. Right. And then the, my brother, my sister, everybody's going to stay quiet. Like, we're not going to laugh. We're not going to cry. We're just going to give it like right in that in between. So everything's good. And then I had said it. If I, uh, the, the following morning, I wake up, we're going to school and my dad does this. And if you guys can't see me, but it's like his eyes are closed. He's <laughs> leaning back in the chair and he's doing, I don't know why with heroin, your back itches. I mean, anything else could itch, but why is it always your back? Trauma. But my dad would do this. And he would like just wiggle in his chair and scratch his back. And it's like, fuck, the intervention didn't work. And it was like, shit. Well, I just have to figure out the formula. I just have to figure out the formula. Because once I figure out the formula, then everything will be fine. And I said that out loud to my client. And then she's like, oh, my God. And then she started processing through her trauma. Um, But I was still like, oh, shit, that's mine. How often with 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 my own work, how often have I said, I just need to figure out the formula with selling these courses, with, you know, retreat launch, with workshop launch. If I could just figure out the formula, then it'll be successful, you know, and me sharing that with you, what com- what would you say comes up for you? Did you ever have those moments? It's like, I just need to figure out this formula. Yes, I, I think another commonality is that you're always changing and always trying to find those solutions, which again, is this formula seeking where you're not in it to win, you're in it to improve. So my husband and I, I think one of the worst parts of our marriage was because I was working at night. I was working around the clock and I was doing these things. He's like, you can't, you're not there. You're never there. And I was like, I have to be here. If I don't, if I quit moving on this, then it's all, it's all over. And, um, so then I finally segmented my time and worked out some of that and, you know, started, you know, drinking in the night because like, I couldn't turn off my brain. You got to do something. Yeah. And then I, I don't drink anymore at home. At least I still go out socially. Yeah. Margaritas, right? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, there's always, like, down times, but I think I've been processing through this a lot. I think what happens with women in my position is they get into, uh, this is not a term, I made it up. Yeah. Uh, okay. What I think of as time debt, you get into this Ooh. kind of hole where you're digging yourself in deeper time debt with your family, time debt with your business, time debt. Uh, and with friends, you're always failing at something because you haven't never, never have enough time for the things that take five minutes because everything takes five minutes. That's everything. what I tell my husband all the time. So he's like, yeah. but it would only take five minutes. I was like, but if you knew how many five minute things I have do like right Amen. now, it's, Amen. you know, it's a, it's a week. And so, uh, I think that, the way I like to think about it is you have to dig yourself out of that time debt the same way that you dig yourself out of financial debt. You write it all down. You look at what's happening 
And then you have to find a solution and it's not going to take overnight. You can't just abandon all responsibilities and change overnight. It could take years. It's taken many years. Um, But eventually you start delegating better. You start uh, improving how you spend time with your family and really making it to where your brain turns off because it is family time. And then you know that, you know, this is the time I'm not saying segmenting works all the time. I work with a kid in my lap half the time, but finding what works for you and how you can be happy and how you're not, I'm huge people pleaser, huge people pleaser. Uh, but finding a pathway out of what's burying you is, you know, the only way you can survive. I'm not sure if that actually answers your question. Well, take me through. So how did you know, like, holy shit, I'm kind of compromised. I'm, I'm switching like whatever I'm not dealing with, with alcohol right now, or I'm switching like, cause I think this is something that we all do. And I've noticed we all, well, I don't think I know we all do it. I know we'll go ahead and replace, you know, wherever we feel we're lacking with something else. Like with me, I would replace it with another task, you know, I, and it's like, it's fine. It's, the, the kids are fine. My husband's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Even though my husband would say like, okay, wait a minute. You, so you went to, you didn't go to bed with me. And then I'm walking past you at two o'clock in the morning and you're still on your computer, like mm-hmm. come to bed. And it's like, I will. But remember you told me you didn't want me to work later at the office. Well, so I waited till you went to bed. Bingo. So now I can work I waited till the kids went to bed so everybody's asleep. on the computer every yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna work till 4 a.m and then when people get up then I'll make breakfast yeah and everything will be so great everything's so fine <laughs> <laughs> this feels good <laughs> yes exactly take me through that process take me through the hard point what was that like for you and how did you know you were like holy shit I'm in it uh you know, different times. There was a time between my second and third kid, I was secretly smoking cigarettes because my husband would have never approved, but like, I love those seven minute breaks (laughs) where you just got to like go. But it was like, you know, still midnight and I'm processing my thoughts by smoking a cigarette. And my youngest, my baby was still snuggling up to me and wasn't sleeping well. And I realized that he might be getting like some off me and not sleeping well. So I was like, well, that's got to change. I read like, some book, I don't remember the title of it, but it was amazing. And I quit overnight on that. But then my brain still wouldn't shut off. Yeah. So I don't know when I've always like drank, but when I realized that it was too much, yeah, you'll laugh at this. Maybe you will. So <laughs> there was a time, a point after that where I was like, okay, I can take four, five shots of whiskey or a drink, like yeah. say measurements over this amount of time and I would still be able to wake up if a kid woke up and I would still be able to get up in the morning and do it. So I had a very perfect calculation. I was like, I don't have a problem because I know exactly how much I can drink and still be a mom. Yeah. Uh, So that again, see, I'm a reader. So again, I was reading this book about optimizing your time and energy. And one of them was, you know, the right amount of sleep. And I was like, well, that's not happening. Yeah. But okay. Next. What's the next step? What's the next step? <laughs> What's the page? Yeah. Yeah, There's exactly. got to be something now, else like, in here. 
I know. Well, and the thing was that my lack of nutrition, because I was drinking and eating badly, because I was drinking, even though it wasn't excessively in any kind of way, it was very calculated, was poor. My mood was poor. My anxiety levels were high. So across the board, I made a change to where <laughs> sounds yeah. so stupid. I no. started eating more vegetables, yeah. <laughs> salads yeah. every day. Like that was the course. And um, I was able to get off. Um, I, you know, was working out. I started, I got off my anxiety medicine. I stopped yeah. drinking um, at home and my energy levels and mood improved to such a high extent that I realized I could actually work at a high, yep. higher level than I was before. So that really was the aha moment. I was like, okay, if I did these two things and yeah. it elevated my performance times, you know, a hundred, yeah. what else can I do? Yeah. to accelerate, you know, me. So it was like, okay, well, I need to set aside an actual time to turn off my brain. I don't know who said this, but you know, if you're worrying about all the things you have to do, you're not actually resting. Like you're yeah. just sitting there like thinking. So I was like, okay, well we do need, this and need the time, learn to meditate, do whatever research, read a book, but you know, whatever you need to do to occupy your brain. And I just kept and covering and improving and improving and improving. Um, yeah, I don't know what works with other people, but I will say when you think, hmm, this is a really messed up way of thinking about this or doing yeah. this, or yeah. you're not performing well. Um, and I think it should be noted that the number of women, I don't remember the exact statistic, but the number of women being hospitalized right now for alcohol okay. poisoning um, okay. It's like the highest it's ever been. Yep. Uh, I think diagnosis yep. with anxiety and depression as well. And there's, Absolutely. you know, there's a reason. So, I mean, it's just really uncovering more about yourself and knowing and trying different things. I got lucky because I just, just how my brain works. The thing is, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say you got lucky. You were willing to go out and do something different. You were willing, like. You know, I, I appreciate you giving us that kind of visual where you're smoking, your kids sleeping on your lap and you're like, oh shit, wait a minute. Something about this ain't right. You know, mm -hmm. and high achieving women are totally going to fucking get that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm trying to go ahead and do 15 things at one time. This one's fine. He's asleep. It's not even happening, you know, but how often we lie to ourselves to accommodate this. I don't even know what it is. This, this robot, this this task, this business, I mean, all of the above, but we'll literally work our asses off and we'll start lying to ourselves because it's not that big of a deal. You know, five, five shots of whiskey. I'm, I'm going to be more than good. If my kids wake up, like I'm going to fucking be on top of the world. Cause it says five, you know, but we'll lie to ourselves just so we can keep functioning. You know, I can't oh. tell you how many times I've said like, I mean, do I really need a pee right now? I mean, <laughs> I could totally hold it another hour or two and I'll be I have fine. totally been like, I right? have held it all day because I've had other stuff to do. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, I can't believe it's I'm healthy. It's Stay totally healthy. healthy. So I, so <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking going to say this shit right now, but I'm going to, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> Willie called me one time and he's like, Hey, you haven't called me at all. And I was like, I know it's because I'm working because <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been busting my ass here. Like no big deal. Um, and he's like, well, it's like four o'clock. He goes, and I was worried about you. He goes, have you had anything to eat? 
And I was like, oh, it's four. No, no, no. He's like, you haven't had anything to eat. And I was like, no. And he goes, and he's joking. And he's like, I bet your ass hasn't even gone to the bathroom, but he's joking. He's joking. And I'm looking, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, fuck it is for, I haven't gone to the bathroom. Holy shit. And he's like, well, don't you need to go pee? And I was like, (laughs) well, now that you say it, now I have to. I probably could have like lasted another hour, but thanks. I know. Thanks a lot, man. And I'm like, oh shit. And so I'm taking my phone and, you know, I had a little tiny bit of a break before my next client because they're usually late. And I'm walking to the bathroom and he's like, how the fuck have you held it for so long? And I was like, (laughs) I just don't think about it. Like, you just don't think about it. And then I go, but now I, now that I got up and I'm moving now, I think about it. And this is the part I didn't want to share, but I'm going to share it anyway. And so he's like, how the hell are you doing that? I was like, I don't know, but I really need to go. I go, have you ever needed to go so bad that you feel like your pee's going to come out of your nose? And he's like, (laughs) what? What? And I was like, I don't know. That's what it feels like. I feel like my pee, I, that's probably impossible. I'm not good with anatomy, but I feel, so if any urologists are listening, please hit me up. (laughs) But I'm like, that's like literally how I feel right now. I feel like it's going to come out of my nose because I need to go so fucking badly. (laughs) And he's like, well, just get off the phone with me and go. But it's like, it's true. Like we do, we, we do sacrifice ourselves for whatever goals we're trying to accomplish and whatever tasks we need to accomplish, you know, and the truth is it never ends. So to hear that you've, you've read up on certain things, you know, I need to read up about, about the nose thing, but dude, <laughs> you've read up. It's healthy. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally we're, high healthy. Achie- we're high achieving. Totally kicking ass. Yeah, I'm totally going to make that doctor appointment. Because um, I tell my business partner all the time, she doesn't come from this background. She comes from a design background oh. uh, where she kind of just kind of ended the, in this place with me. But I tell her all the time about the entrepreneur brain because she'll yeah. like write an email where she over explains in five paragraphs the issue that we're having. I was like, uh-uh. No, like, no, girl. Delete. I, nice. I was like, in one sentence, say what the solution is. Yeah, they don't need to know the problem. They need to know the solution. And I think that, you know, that goes back to like why the win isn't as good as the yes. journey. It's because we don't need, we need to know the solution. We don't need to know everything, you know, behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing that down. The win is but it like, the journey. But same thing with the pinos is that is that our brains operate on this level to where when you know you're conquering this thing, you're in this task, you're immersed, mm-hmm. like nothing else matters. It's like I think you know what dudes probably feel when they're going through that tunnel of vision where everything's so loud around them, but for yeah. some reason they can't hear their like kid going daddy or like shouting yeah. or jumping off the like they don't they don't hear it. Mm-hmm. I'm like I am going insane there's so much noise so how much can you chaos. not like hear this that mm-hmm. I, I imagine that's probably kind of what they feel in a <laughs> different capacity maybe to a lesser extent so the whole reason for this series is for high achieving women and i want to know how to best serve them so i'm going to mm-hmm. ask you in what ways can i serve you a lot of women have said retreats going away for, on a retreat with other women that are experiencing the same thing where we can just talk about 
where we're at, what our struggles are, not necessarily male bashing, but like, this is where we're at right now. Veronica, help us. Mm -hmm. What would you say if you can create, if you can go ahead and customize the ideal plan for you, in what ways can I best serve you? Ideal plan. I think, you know, the retreat is an ideal scenario because what these women feel a lot of the time is alone. So developing a place where they can be with other women and who are going through similar things as them is always a win, always a good thing. For a lot of times, though, these women don't feel like they can take off or financially can't do it or just time-wise or have other responsibilities or something I hear a lot in my circle is if I were going to spend the money on a retreat, I need to do it with my family, not um, yeah. myself. So, I'm, you know, in that case, uh, <laughs> this podcast is pretty great. <laughs> 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 Your masterclass with reclaiming identity, like that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I think you're, I think you're doing it. I think what you're doing is very, very important. Always identifying different avenues, but mostly I think it's just, women need to know that they have support and have understanding out there and that this is very, very different than other scenarios, other women, other men, other people are going through. So yeah, definitely. My last question, what is one thing, because I know we all struggle with this and this is why I make it my last question. It's the most important one. What is one thing you are most proud of yourself for? Oh man, <laughs> you like say the hardest question for last after we finished talking about how like imposter syndrome and not worth anything. What I am most proud of, I, I think I would have had difficulty before last weekend answering that, but the idea that I could be responsible for bringing women together, for having them oh, find yes. identity and self-worth and the job and business that I'm building, there's no higher feeling than that. Yep. Uh, and if you want to draw parallels with families, same thing when my kids are proud of themselves for practicing and doing something like I feel, I feel pretty good about that too. But in the end, I think it would all collapse if it weren't me. So <laughs> yeah, if, if, yes. Um, you know, pride in, in improving myself, like we talked about, always mm-hmm. identifying new ways to move forward. And I mean, you just gotta, so. And, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Jennifer, thank you so much for jumping on and recording this podcast with me. It's always fun to talk to you. I feel so sane when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so for those of us that want to work with you, how do we find you? Right, it's T-Me Brand Marketing, T-M-E brandmarketing.com, or you can email us at marketing at themomempire.com. And we do websites and social media. So hit mm-hmm. us up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage, tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips 
and easy to use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicacisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find free freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24/7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. 
from ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.